I saw a video from 50 Cent, and it was the most powerful point he made. 50 Cent said, being depressed is a luxury. <laughs> if you're depressed, it's because you can afford to be depressed. Yeah. He says, go explain it to the husband that's got three kids working two jobs. He doesn't have any time to be depressed. He's working seven days a week. Any of these guys that say they're depressed, this is 50 Cent, yeah. you can afford it. It's a luxury because if your back was against the wall, you would not have the luxury of being depressed. Dude, it was kind of funny, man. <laughs> it was kind of funny, man. I went to, this is one thing, uh, there was this girl I follow on Instagram that was promoting her page. You know, she looked good. I was like, okay, five bucks. She was doing Telegram. So I, I tried it. I want to see what, she was putting some really graphic uh, stuff when it came to like stuff you can't put on Instagram unless you can ban. So it was cool. You know, I paid like a couple bucks for it. I just wanted to see. But I ended up downloading Telegram, which is like, I guess, an app people use. And I and I know one of my buddies, uh, former buddies. I don't talk to him anymore, but he, you know, it notifies you when somebody in your contacts creates a Telegram account. And it told me this person created a Telegram, and then all of a sudden, not even a day later, that same account was deleted. And he's one of those guys that like cheated on his girl, you know, that he just had a history of cheating on his girl all the time, you know. So he he probably saw me and he said, uh oh. Too many people know that I just got a telegram. I'm out. <laughs> you know, dogs are going to be dogs, man. I, and listen, I owe my shit. I owe that, you know, I am not built like the conventional guy. I own it. So, but I, I just love that the world around us, like people don't own up who they are, right? And and always seeing that, it makes me laugh because they fucking run like critters. They always do. They're just like my family. Like they run away from my my mega blasting on the podcast but anyway enough of them i just wanted to talk about the concept that i i feel is is very true the clip i played in the beginning was from patrick beck david he's a, a guy that i really uh, enjoy listening to because he's a pragmatic guy he's very curious I, i'm a very curious person in general and when i listen to people that have the ability to have conversations with all walks of life celebrities mobsters financial people or so on and so forth have this myriad of conversations knowing that he doesn't know it and he has an idea of what he thinks about something but when you're talking to somebody that's contrasting of that view or is an expert on it you become a student and i love that and i i feel that he does a, an excellent job with with that platform in his podcast and he made that comment of, of and, I, and I heard it before, and there was, I heard it from 50 Cent himself when he was doing the press tour. I wanted to say he wanted to promote the, the shows that he's having coming on. The 50 Cent is a rapper that uh, ended up morphing into a TV producer, uh, and he's done a very good job. He's really been the pioneer of that genre, which is black gangster, black crime, you know tv series type of stuff and they were asking him about depression and he, he he said you know depression is a luxury and i when i listened to that clip like as you all did i was i was like that makes sense but i could understand how insensitive it comes across because when when i think of depression it's something that is foreign to me personally because 
I understand that depression can be having a funk, having a period of your, in your life where the bad breaks never stop. And you think, man, what the fuck is this all about? And you're not very excited about getting up the next day and facing the music. It, it, it's it's a tough stretch in all of our lives that we face. And But the thing I, I felt about my journey in life was that I knew that I could fix it or I knew that it was only short term or that there, there's ways around these challenges because I've never been the only one that's dealt with these things. People have dealt with worse or still deal with worse, you know? So that's why, you know, that's why I come from a place of gratitude every day because we're, that's why it's hard for me to dive into the politic bullshit that as far as diving into it with the vigor and the energy that people do because it if, if they step back away from their life i have somebody talking about desantis running for office a, a governor of florida running for office in 2024 i'm like dude we're like a year we're like yeah we're a year over a year and a half before we vote for a president and you're wanting to dive into that shit right now like why don't you give yourself a fucking break and then think about it about three months in, left into the election, like October. Let's just talk about August 2024. Maybe when the primaries start. I don't fucking know. But you're getting, you're diving into it because you want to engage in this battle and this value system, right? Like people have nothing else to do. So, again, going back to my thought on depression was that it is a journey that we go through for many of us through periods of time. And I know it's real and I know people are clinically depressed and have to take medications and and they go down dark paths where very bad things can happen if they don't have it under control. I totally understand that. But I know people and just as well as you know people that are depressed but are still able to produce, are still able to be functioning people in society. They deal with their depression. And I guess for me, when I find people finding a depression to not succeed or or not to make their lives better, I I find that to be bullshit. That's where, like, my daughter, as far as that's the only personal example I have of somebody that is a, the, the therapist and mom think that she's depressed, I'm saying to myself, what is she fucking depressed about? What is, what is there to be depressed about as a 12-year-old that... Your mom and dad love you. Your mom and dad are not at odds. We get along. If anything, you love that we live separately because we'll be pounding on your ass. Because anything her mom tells her, I'll be like, you fucking do what she says and vice versa. Anything I would tell my daughter, I know my ex-wife would be like, you fucking do it. She got a taste of it and she didn't like it. She likes keeping us separate. So when you have a, a life of the parents getting along, there's no problems with vitro or vinegar in the family. And we do things together. We have experiences. You you have great houses you live in, a great area. You've been given great opportunities, great experiences. Is everything has been awesome? You know, you've had sleepovers. You've gone to beaches. You've gone uh, Disney worlds as as many times as you wanted to do. All these things, taking you to fancy resorts, all of that. You've done all of that, and for whatever reason, it, it, you're still dealing with depression. I always tell mom, look, just because you know you're you're choosing to be lazy, 
depression is something that is real. It impacts people and it affects people in a way that it becomes a burden to them and they have to work with it for the rest of their lives. I understand that. I respect it. But that doesn't give you an excuse to be lazy. And that's what I tell her mother. It's like, I don't care. She has depression. Fine. I'll take her to therapy every other week, whatever it is. Whatever she needs, I will do. But that doesn't give you an excuse to not clean up after yourself. That doesn't give an excuse to take care of yourself or do what you're supposed to do or to have responsibilities because there's people out there that are working and providing for their families and doing things they don't want to do. But they're doing it because they have to survive. They have to. There aren't many other choices but to do that work. And they're dealing with depression. They're dealing with the world as is not something that they enjoy being around or want to continue being a part of. So that's where my axe to grind is that I understand and I sympathize with people that are clinically depressed and people that are dealing with these challenges in life that they feel are inescapable. They feel it's an abyss that they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I sympathize with you. But as you know, there's many people right now, like right now in your jobs, right now in your jobs, you go walk around in your jobs and guess what? There's people that are so unhappy being there. They're unhappy. No matter how many meds you give them, no matter how, how much anti-anxiety pills you give them or whatever, they're still not going to be happy. But guess what? They're still in the office. They're still doing good work. They're still doing what they're responsible for. So I feel there's a difference. It's like we want to be sympathetic to people that because of their life's experiences are not able to see the goodness and the light in life. I, I get that. We owe it to those people. Like medical, mental health is is needed for sure. I think it's, it's right up there with first responders, to be honest with you, because now in our American society, you see shootings happening all the time. It, it's a monthly occurrence. Like when the kids are now having drills at school because of shooters and they're building these schools like fortresses so that no wacko could come in with an AR and start spraying people. These are the sign of the times. And I, and I understand that, that we have to take into serious consideration people that are not happy with life, man. I mean, you talk about single men that are alone and unhappy. That's a recipe for disaster. It really is. Because those guys, they're going to be like, fuck it. I have nothing to lose. I have no girls that like me. I don't make any money. Like, no one thinks I'm worth anything. Fuck it. I'm going to be legendary in a bad way. And that's the common theme. If you ever see these shootings and the profile of these shooters, these are really wackos that been bullied have been marginalized you know and that's where i understand the woke culture coming from having an inclusion to people that feel left out of the general population of being accepted by the general population but again when you're depressed it doesn't give you an excuse to not be productive choosing to be you choose to be lazy i'll tell that to my daughter all the time you're not born lazy you're choosing to be lazy. That's a difference. 
You're born with singing talent. You were born with the ability to entertain. You were to be creative. That's what I tell her all the time. But you choose not to put in the work. You choose because whenever the going gets tough, you say it's not fun anymore. And sometimes success means that you're not going to have fun along the journey. It's going to be a lot of work. When I played basketball and I became successful successful as for a little success that I had, it was because I put in a lot of days of grind, a lot of days I didn't want to be there. A lot of times I threw up, a lot of days of soreness, a lot of days of having bad days at the court. But you stay consistent in the path and, and results will happen. I believe that. That, that. That's just a fundamental belief that I have. But I wouldn't have gotten any better if I would have walked away, which I tried doing a couple times. I tried doing a couple times and I, and I realized, oh, man, you know, some conversations I had with people and lure me be back. It was like, hey, you need to you need to man up and deal with this shit, you know, and and I, I, I try to tell that to my daughter because I see the same traits in her of when the going gets tough. I don't want to face the music when when the, the you know you don't want to engage when it's a lot of work to go every day like i remember i was taken into individual classes with one of these uh, theater instructors and and the first thing was she was complaining about it being on saturday mornings <laughs> i'm saying to myself really like do you think you could be and i'm saying to myself automatically this girl has no clue that a Saturday morning for an hour, having an individual structure, obviously I spoiled her, but the, the fact that you're complaining about the fact that you have to get up in the morning to work on your skill set, guess what happens when you're a professional? You think you're just going to go ahead and pick your schedule as to when you want to uh, have rehearsal and when you want to go and work on choreography? And no, no, the director... And the people responsible for that show, they're going to tell you, be here at 6 o'clock in the morning. You got to be here every day, whether you like it or not. And so it was It was the first sign for me knowing, okay, my daughter, she doesn't like getting her hands dirty. Because imagine if a kid had a passion for something. Like For me, that was kind of my thing. And I, you know... That's why I, I'm doing these things, and I and I talk and I stop. By the way, but I, but I go into that. But I know as a kid, all I ever wanted was an opportunity to be coached individually, to be taught individually, to to someone to give me the attention to say, okay, this kid wants it, and and I and I, I'm going to spend time with this kid, honing his skills because he wants to learn, he wants to be better, he's putting in the work, he's not doing any other stupid shit. But all he wants to do is be a gym rat and be the best at this. I didn't have that in my life. I didn't have that. I had people that cared for me and did that, but they couldn't because their bandwidth was too much. They were dealing with 10 other players. They were dealing with their own families, right? So, and I understood that, but I understood, I also saw the parents that were invested in the children and succeeding, putting them through other things. I had a friend of mine that, the father put him through weight training. He was like, okay, you need to get strong. Do some weight training. Had him train with a professional guy. I had some guys that dealt with tennis and for coronation and dancing. 
because they help with the coordination in basketball, right? Swimming, coaches, like, you know, like these parents did went the extra mile for their child to be ready to maximize their skill set at the court. So for me, as a parent now in the circle of life, and I'm saying to myself, okay, my daughter once loves, ta- she's talented. Everyone in that field that's involved says she's talented. I'm like, well, I'm going to give, I'm going to, pro- I'm able to provide the opportunity. Let me do it. Here it is. But she doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. And I, and I told her, because I was doing these things extra, like, like I got into a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff, because I understand the value of it. The more experience you have, the more comfortable you become, and the more it comes across to the people that are making these decisions. But they don't think that way. You know, they don't, they don't think that way. And I try explaining that, but it goes in one ear and out the other. And I, I, I said to her, listen, I'm not going to put you in anything anymore until you tell me that. I want to be a part of that. I'm not going to force you to do anything anymore. It's like, you want to sit on your tablet and do the things, talk to your friends all day? Cool. But guess what? Your friends don't have the opportunities that I'm giving you. Just understand that. Like, you're burning a candle that we are never going to get back. You're burning a candle that we cannot put more wax on it. And it's on you. So your choice, you know, if you want to fuck up in school, give me F's and D's. Cool. That's on you because I'm not going to reward because that's showing me laziness. And that's a choice. You could be depressed. You could be sad about whatever it is that you're sad about. But that doesn't excuse you from doing what you're supposed to do, your responsibilities. Because again, I go back to the father that has two or three kids and he's got to be the main provider at the house. He's going to the shitty job every day, but he goes to it every day. He doesn't want to do it, but he does it because that's what pays him. That's what gets him the money to provide. He's not happy about life, but he fucking does it. And, and I think I understand that, you know, depression is something that we need to take seriously but we also can't allow that to be an excuse for not being productive.